What's up, everybody? This is Thomas Bahamas, and we are back with another episode of Solana Weekly. So it's uh, it's not the week I expected, right? You know, all this talks or all this talk last week of the uh, beginning of the bowl last week. We had the ETF release, and uh, you know, the market reacts by viciously dumping, right? Uh, maybe we got a little bit over our skis, but. Uh, you know, we'll we'll definitely dig into what happened there and uh, see what else we have going on on these uh, fun times on Solana, right? So, started out with the price of Solana, looking at just over eighty six dollars, eighty six fifty eight right now, um, and doing okay, right? So we were looking pretty good, well over a hundred bucks, and you know, from last week we just missile down right so uh we crashed down to about 78 dollars and then we got a little bit of a recovery now um and it's looking looking like uh we're going back up a bit so um like to see that recovery um you know obviously we're going to dig into why but i think mostly um this is just based off of bitcoin selling um so uh, but relative to the market we did pretty good right so soul eth um you know that that crashed more, right? So Solana did crash more than ETH and more than Bitcoin, um, you know, when, when Bitcoin was tanking. Um, and so, I mean, it got down to 0.03891, which is still not bad, right? So it did tank more, but then it recovered. Um, so, I mean, it down a couple percent from last week and then uh, versus Bitcoin 0.002167. Um, and I mean, it crashed below 0.0205, which you know, in the grand scheme of things, isn't even that bad, right? Um, so, you know, the overall market sentiment, I mean, you look at this last week, you know, we went from over $100 Solana down over 20%. Um, and I mean, just from one quick glance at it, you look at it, this must be a, a bad trend, right? But what we got to do here is we, we simply just got to zoom out, right? I mean, on September 30th, we were below $20. So yeah, <laughs> you know, that's four months ago. We were one fourth of the price of today. Um, so we're still in an uptrend and, you know, 20% pullback isn't bad, right? Um, you know, a, a shakeup in the market isn't unheard of. Uh, we remain bullish long-term, um, kind of caught off guard, but, but bullish, right? Um, you can never really expect a pullback like that, but they do come, right? There is no up only. Um, you know, we, we do run into these peaks and valleys and, you know, it was, it was just that time. Um, you know, the only person who, you know, seems to actually have called this was Chris Brzezinski, um, he was a freaking Oracle. I don't know. I don't know how he did this, but he said, you know, there was some froth in the markets and he marked like the exact top, uh, like 125 Solana. So, um, yeah, that doesn't mean, you know, that was kind of like some short-term fraud that he was seeing. Um, and I mean, it's hard to not see that when you look at all these meme coins going crazy. But, um, you know, he, he did mention that and he was right. So, you know, when you look at it, the Bitcoin ETF passing was in fact a sell the news event. Um, and it's, you know, it's probably, it's not just because the event actually happened, right? Um, a lot of this has to do with, uh, Grayscale, their GBTC trust, and them just relentlessly dumping hundreds of millions of dollars of Bitcoin. Um, so, 
you know, I, I talk about GBTC a lot, but uh, just in case you don't know, it is a trust uh, and it has a significant portion of the supply um, that had basically been kind of locked up and not frozen, but kind of, um, you know, the only way to pull it out, there was a significant discount that you'd have to take versus Bitcoin. So um, it was basically frozen in a very shitty product, right? Um, it was, you know, at a discount, it was, I think it was a, almost a 50% discount to the value of the Bitcoin um, in the trust. So, you know, if you were holding it, you know, it was, <laughs> it was a, uh, I don't know, roller coaster of emotions because, you know, several years ago, I think it was four years ago or so, it was at a significant premium. Um, so you would buy it and, you know, one, you know, the represented value of it was like plus 20% of the Bitcoin. Um, and it was great, right? You know, the life was good and a lot, there were a lot of trades kind of centered around that. Um, and they called that the Widowmaker trade. I don't want to go into too much details about it, but essentially that premium dropped and became a discount. So um, I am a lucky enough to have held throughout that whole time. Um, so I finally got rid of some of that um, not too long ago. But basically, you know, a lot of holders, they've held it for years and they're in significant profit at this point, right? Um, you know, and the, it, the, this was like sub 10K Bitcoin when a lot of people were starting to get into this because it was that original avenue to actually get Bitcoin into like a retirement account or for, tra for traditional finance. Um, so there was a lot of, you know, interest early on, right? Um, so there's, you know, what the issue is now is um, a lot of people have money in GPTC and they want to get it out. So if they can get it out at the same value, one-to-one -one or Bitcoin, because it is redeemable now, um, and they have been dumping it, right? So been dumping hundreds of millions of dollars a day. Uh, we'll get into the exact numbers later, but one of the holders was Alameda, uh, right? So they dumped over 1 billion worth um, of GBTC. So, <laughs> you know, it's like, when do we get away from the fraud of these SAMs, right? Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know how much money they have left or whether they're reopening or not. Um, but I know that, I mean, they're, they're probably going to be made whole, right? They're, they're probably going to find more than enough money um, to make it an actually a solvent business at this point. But um, back to the flows, we're starting to see flows slow down out of GBTC. And a lot of them are actually flowing into like the other big nine, which is the other um, Bitcoin ETFs. And that's what Eric Balkunas keeps, keeps talking about. But the net is positive, right? So they're actually like absorbing all of these cells. Um, so more buys than GBTC sales, but I mean, it's pretty daunting when you see like a $600 million transfer from Barry to Coinbase. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's no, nobody's getting excited about that. Right. So unless they're the bears, which, which we, we don't speak of, but, um, you know, this, this, it's starting to slow down, um, and the access to Bitcoin through, you know, direct ETF is net positive and it will be bullish for our bags. It's just not immediate. Um, to get into the specifics, they have sent a total of 93,700 Bitcoin or 3.85 billion since the ETF was passed, right? And they're still holding 519,000 Bitcoin or $20.8 billion in there, right? So these are huge numbers, um, you know, and it's crazy that Bitcoin peaked at 49K um, and then it's only dropped 10K 
um, to 39,000 from all that, right? So, um, you know, it really is a pretty amazing amount of absorption uh, in the market. And, you know, I, I would assume once the sellers get exhausted that it's just going to be buyers and we go up. Um, when that's going to be, I don't know, but it's going to happen. Um, yeah, let's see. And so we do have some other catalysts in the market too. Um, so people much smarter than me have been saying that China has been doing a, a ton of quantitative easing um, based on, you know, it's actually based on a lot of the sanctions and financial like warfare that the Biden administration has been doing to weaken their economy. Um, this has in turn led to large amounts of purchasing of American stocks, bonds, pumping our stock market to new all-time highs. Um, and I think they're like banning short selling as well. Um, like the sound of that, you know, very up only talk. Um, but, you know, we've got that. And then we also got the presidential campaign, right? Like Biden has to pump the bags um, in order to get reelected or put some sort of positive spin um, on his political party, right? You know, it's not looking good for the Democrats right now. So for them to turn it around, turn the economy around, stimulate the economy, do something, um, you know, I, I think that would be, you know, uh, definitely within their playbook. So we'll, we'll see how that plays out. Um, and we got to get ready for the campaign season. So it's going to be fun. So enough of that. Let's get to Solana. Let's get to the Solana market. Let's see what's been happening there. Um, so PayPal has released their stablecoin on Solana. Um, I, I do see huge potential here, right? It's almost like a way to back your way into using crypto through traditional rails. Um, it's like, think about, you know, when you check out, there's an option to like pay with PayPal. Um, but, you know, maybe you could use their stable point in the back end, right? So, um, you know, and PayPal owns Venmo as well, right? So, you know, you could use those couple hundred dollars that you have sitting in your Venmo account to just like directly send out to your crypto wallet. Um, you can actually do that with ETH and Bitcoin now, but I'm suspecting that you'll be able to do this with Solana soon. And that could be the start of something pretty big, right? Um, you know, any sort of, you know, major traditional finance app like that, that has a connection to crypto, I think that it'll just kind of gravitate towards Solana. Um, I think that that's just going to really, I think it's going to have to, right? Nobody wants to pay $15 to send Ethereum out of, out of their Venmo account. Um, I just don't see that happening. So, but let's see. What else do we have? Drift, they're releasing a token. Uh, I think we got three months to collect points. They'll reward um, historical use. And I think they have to do it, right? You know, Jupiter's coming up and, you know, Jupiter's uh, perps is better. <laughs> so they, they have to fight. And I think that they've, they've got to do a pretty big reward. So um, I'm excited about that. We'll see how that goes. Um, speaking of Jupiter, so they released their mock Jupe coin. So you can claim that on their site and it's gone mental. Uh, right. I don't know. I feel like the communications is super weird, right? Like Meow is awesome. And all he keeps saying is how he wants this coin to go to zero so bad, but it keeps going up higher and higher. So like, I, I, I was originally speculating that you, if you held mock jupe, you'd get some sort of multiplier on your, on your airdrop. I don't even think it's that. I just, we'll just see, right. Um, <laughs> you know, see where that goes. Well, and also, <clears throat> so they, we've got mock jupe. And I mean, one of my 
one of my airdrops was like, it, it's turned into like 500 bucks at this point. So it's, it's, it's not, you know, it's not zero. Um, not going to be as big as the jupe drop, but, um, but they've also, so they just released a bunch of what they're actually putting out. So they're releasing a whole new NFT, um, like standard, I think is what they're doing, but they're also going to be releasing a new token called when, um, in parallel with the ovals. Um, so this is going to happen tomorrow. I think you can claim it on their site and, uh, somewhere around $20, I, I want to say maybe more. Um, I imagine it's going to get a ton of attention though. So if it's a $20 airdrop, it's probably going to 10 X. Um, but I mean, they're just, it's just like leading to the frenzy, right? We've got six days until the end of the month. That's when juke drops and it's like, everyone's following me out. Everything he says is, you know, polarizing. It's this or that it's one token. It's that. So, you know, it's super exciting. Um, and you know, I'm excited for this juke drop. Um, I'm excited for the when drop tomorrow. So kind of keeps compounding. Um, see other news tensor. So Tensor released, um, what is it, Lock or something is what it's called, but it's basically like NFT perps um, where, you know, you can lock in the price and if it goes up, you make some, or you can say it's going to go down and it goes down some. Um, and, you know, the Sujiko Warriors have also launched and they, they're they going to do NFT perps as well. So it's a little bit more in depth is what they're going to offer. Um, and they keep talking about how good of a dev he is. Um and we use his uh, airdrop checker all the time, right? So he's the one that built that out and he built that out in like a couple of days um, where you can plug in your address and it'll tell you all the airdrops that you can find. Um, so, you know, exciting. I don't really care that much about NFT perps, um, but, you know, people want to gamble on their NFTs. So there you go. Um, so I, NFTs, man. So. So Loomdart had a crazy quote about NFTs. It got me kind of bullish about them again. Um, he was talking about how NFTs are both like when he meets with people, nobody seems to really understand NFTs or what their true value is. And he thinks that they're both misunderstood and undervalued. Um, I'm just going to read a quote that he tweeted out because I thought it was so good. So he said, man, I could rant about this for hours, but people are so obsessed with every part of an, of an NFT that somehow links to the real world uh, branding IP gaming, but forget that predominantly all an NFT is, is a collection of addresses that own a specific item or range of items. And that's incredibly fucking potent. It's the greatest social graph imaginable that's fully on chain and decentralized and anyone can utilize and target it. So, you know, I mean, he's kind of laying out the groundworks for what, is going on with the saga airdrops, right? So it's, you know, with, you know, in a more and more digital environment and economy with more and more things going on chain, it's just so valuable, right? So it's the most crypto native thing imaginable. And, you know, something like a phone, all the owners of that phone, very crypto native, they want to target them. So that people are getting targeted and they're getting tons of airdrops. Um, you know, this, is early use cases of that, right? It's not like, you know, the only use case of NFTs is going to be airdrops, but it's it's the group of people, right? It's it's finding out who owns them. It's finding out what they do. It's, you know, we're, we're just starting to see the ramifications of that. And I think the Saga drop is the best example of it so far. So, you know, get some, get some blue chip NFTs. 
and hold them, right? Um, I, I'm underexposed NFTs at this point. I just hold hold all my quicks. Um, so we'll, we're, we're in the market. Um, let's see what else we got. Helium. So Helium's crushing and they're crushing so much. They just launched in Mexico with a huge partnership down there. Um, is, I mean, is this just going to go insane? Is it just going to go to mass scale? I think so. Um, so I kind of touched on meme coins earlier, but I just don't think they're going anywhere. Right. I think that they have such good fit on Solana that it, like, I don't want to keep seeing these coins, but they keep going up. The memes are getting better and I, I try to fade them, but I actually just think they're going to crush now. Right. Some of my favorite are the Stanley cup, uh, it's just hilarious. I mean, the memes are so good. Um, uh, you can't hate on whiff. Um, and you know, something that I've been looking into. So I, I don't want to look around and find, you know, look up contracts and scan bird eye for the next, next launch. So, um, something that I am excited about is this new coin called Basketfy, which is a basket of the new coin so it kind of like does the dirty work for you finds like the alpha <coughs> and, and it you know it's i mean it has solana eve bitcoin and a bunch like a basket of the latest meme coins of solana all in one token um and there's like insane farming incentives right now on meteora um like i don't i don't really know who the team is behind it um but it seems like there's a bunch of chads that are in there um and I mean, I probably should do more research on it, but I've, I've bought in some. I, th I think it's a cool idea. Um, I don't know how far it's going to go. I know that they are going to be doing some airdrops later. Um, so I, I think it's it's early times right now. And I, I think it's a pretty cool coin, pretty cool concept. And they seem to be hitting all of the big coins, um, a lot of the big or a lot of like the newer ones coming out. So um, what they do is they, they buy early, they LP those tokens, so they get rewards. Um, and I don't necessarily know how the value of that is, right? Like, you know, like what are they valuing the token based off of? Is there like a market cap total of it versus like what the market cap of the token is? I just don't know. Right. Um, there aren't like clear answers to a lot of that. And I think they're still figuring it out. Um, but either way, it's a pretty cool concept. Um, so I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about that one. Uh, we've had a lot of um, updates in the wallets, right? So, um, you know, with all of the, you know, we've had a, like a ton more traffic. So there's there's been slowdowns, or at least it felt like slowdowns, but I think a lot of it was actually just phantom, right? So, so I think Backpack has just released a new update. So they've been putting in a ton of work and its performance shows, right? It's, it's excellent, um, you know, with the, latest activity, I think that a lot of these updates are needed. Um, you know, like I said, it, it, there were times where, you know, Solana actually felt like the, you, like you could feel the traffic, like, um, you know, on Jupiter before I upped my, um, you know, what the settings were for what transaction fee I was going to pay, like all of mine are at turbo or even more, more now. Right. And all those transactions go through. But if you leave those at lower, so a lot of those transactions were going through for a little while. Um, Phantom was getting kind of buggy um, and just not loading things. So it, it was actually just Phantom was a lot of it, right? So um, yeah, it had to diversify wallets, 
Um, I think that they were kind of slacking a little bit and, and Phantom has been slow. Um, you know, I, and I'm like a, I'm a massive Phantom supporter, right? So I, I love it. It got me excited about Solana. Um, you know, it's been the, probably the wallet of choice that I've used for a long time. Um, but I mean, if it's going to lack the experience that it used to have, we, we gotta, we gotta move over, right? Um, experience on backpack, you know, the ability to lock your NFTs, the quickness in setting up like hardware wallets, it's, it's better. Um, you know, also gladly shout out to Soulflare, right? So they added a bunch of servers, they noticed the congestion and they talked about it. Um, their wallet's a delight, you know, it's powerful. Um, everything's set up easy on, on Soulflare as well. Um, I actually think that both Backpack and Soulflare's focus on Solana has really paid off, right? Where Phantom went super multi-chain and it's kind of fallen off. Um, you know, we, we needed to up its game where it's going to offer, you know, pretty shit experience when, you know, right at the time when we need to offer the best experience. So because of this, I'm recommending Backpack and Soulflare, um, you know, test them out. They're fantastic. And, you know, maybe use them as your daily drivers. I don't know. And I, I think this is kind of a continued theme too, right? So there's no resting on your laurels in Web3. And just because you're at the top does not mean that you're going to stay there, right? So teams move fast, users move even more fast. And crypto is like true capitalism, like on steroids, right? So, you know, one one thing to look at is like Magic Eden, right? It's a titan, right? Took out all the other marketplaces uh, for NFTs on Solana, right? There was a bunch when we first showed up, like Solana, um, yeah, I don't even know. There was, there was other ones. They all sucked and Magic Eden was the best. Um, it just dominated them, took over. And then, you know, it kind of got to the top and then got a massive billion dollar valuation. And then they decided to go like along with Phantom. They went multi-chain and kind of stopped innovating, I thought. Um, so, you know, here came Tensor. Um and you know, Tensor is just amazing, right? So Tensor came along, they offered a better product, and now they're eating their lunch, right? So Magic Eden is now kind of fighting back with their magic with their rewards program. Um, and airdrop of their NFT tokens coming up. Um, I think there's like points right now, and then you can get the token later. Um we're sick of these points. Just give us the tokens. Um but, you know, I mean, the way that I'm going to play it, I'm just going to claim what I can. You know, logging into Magic Eden feels like logging into AOL or like an old-ass bank site, right? Where, you know, we'll, we'll see how they do after this airdrop. Um, but, I mean, this is like, this is fierce competition where they were the dominant player with over, you know, billion-dollar valuation. And Tensor was like two crack devs out of Canada that just absolutely nuked them. Um, and, I mean, the rewards have to be really good, Right. Tensor is coming out with a token. Tensor does a ton of rewards already with their uh, loyalty points and their reward programs. This is season three of rewards, but they've already given away, you know, tens of thousands of Solana worth of rewards before, right? So um, I don't know. I mean, the rewards bar is high. The product bar is high. Um, so we'll see if they can they can compete on either. Um, I don't think they can compete on the product anymore, but... But that's, that's just what I'm thinking, um, you know, but, you know, the other side of that is they also have an ordinals product and it's probably the best one, right? Um, I, I haven't done too much marketplace shopping, but, um, you know, the ordinals marketplace that they have is great. It works. Bitcoin's slow, but it, it works good. 
Um, so, so they got that going for them. But I mean, it, it, there is just like intense competition going on. Um, so, you know, us as the users, it's great, right? We get people fighting over our, um, you know, what we are going to use and what, uh, you know, like they're rewarding our attention, right? So as a user, this is, in this market, it's it's great time. It's always been great um, on Solana. You know, big protocols are fighting for retention of our business and finding ways to reward us for doing so. Uh, this is one of the reasons why I started this podcast, right? So um, I thought that the user experience on Solana was like simply unmatched, right? I could complain about an issue and get something resolved um, or an issue on Twitter and get something resolved like early on in Jupiter's days. Um, I had a few transactions go through and mention, you know, mentioned to one of the devs uh, something on Twitter about it. And he like reached out directly and was like, give me the transaction ID like within 10 minutes. And, uh, you know, looking back, it's like, obviously this was a company that cared that this was a good protocol and they were fixing things, um, you know, from the start. Right. So that's always been the way that they've done business. Um, and it just shows, you know, how they've gotten so big and so dominant. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, the, I, you know, I mean, when you get into crypto, it's like I had better access to any dev on any protocol um, through like Twitter or through Discord uh, than I had to my Web2 job at the time, right? So um, I feel like no one was talking about this and it was just like so unique to anything that I had experienced before. Uh, it got me excited, it got me hooked and I got pumped to talk up. I got pumped up to talk about it every week. So uh, thank you for joining. And uh, let's see where this uh, next week takes us. Thanks so much.